the sick podcast recruits draft cast is back yet again and from now on we'll be back wednesday nights okay put it in your calendar recruits draft cast wednesday nights from now on uh today we got a packed show yet again even though there's not much hockey there is still prospect talk to be had we'll be looking at the habs recent draft video they released um a game between the SKA Petersburg and Torpedo that Grant watched. Lots of interesting things there. We'll get to our Habs prospect of the week, our riser of the week, faller of the week, and prospect of the week starts right now. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Recruits Draft Cast. And with the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. The sickest NHL Draft and Scouting Podcast. It's going to be sick. Joined as always by the magnificent Grant McCag. I am your host, producer Shane. Uh, Grant, we, we got a little nugget of content from the Habs this week or this past week uh, when they released, they finally released the behind the scenes draft video with all the discussions with the the, uh, the scouts and the interviews at the Combine and all that. Um, it was only about 17 minutes, but it showed a lot of good stuff. Now, you always got to take these videos with a grain of salt, right? The, the team chooses what it makes it to the video. So there's a lot that we didn't get to see, but what, from what we got to see um, you and I both talked about, like talked to each other this morning about this guy, Jacob Fowler is looking fantastic. I mean, the mentality on this guy is, is a one. That's exactly what you want from a goaltender prospect. Uh, just give me your thoughts on, on what you saw from Jacob Fowler, how much he impressed you. Yeah, I agree for sure. I, uh, uh, confidence is such a key to a goaltender uh, mindset. Um, you know, it might be the most important asset that you uh, have in a goaltender. And uh, Carey Price, certainly, it was one of the reasons why he was so highly touted in his draft year. And uh, mm-hmm. just the answers, I'm, and like I mentioned it to you and you agreed, like uh, the, the way he answered that question and uh, was just, uh, I thought it was perfect. I yeah. mean, uh, if I was sitting there at that draft table right then and there, I'd say, no, let's draft this kid. You know, he, uh, like now maybe keep our second round picks. It was interesting. Uh, I presume that most of those clips were made after the, uh, after they had, uh, traded for new hook mm-hmm. because, uh, certainly they discussed, um, you know, who they, who they were probably going to target. And uh, all of the discussions were, I do believe, uh, it, in mind with them not having their two second-round picks. So I presume that most of that stuff was taken from meetings that were like either they already knew they were trading for New Hook or it was right after. So, um, But Fowler, uh, yeah, I thought he had perfect, uh perfect answer to that question. And um, he's... Uh, you know, he's out to prove that OHL teams were wrong and not uh, not picking him. And I, I believe he's USHL never drafted him either. So that's it. anyway, he uh, 
you know, he, he's got stuff to prove. And, um, I, I love that clip. And I think that, uh, uh, Fowler is, uh, is someone that we can really look forward to seeing develop at the college level. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he blew me away when he was talking about knowing every single player in the USHL. I mean, we, we have that clip might as well listen to it. Right. Let's bring it up. If you can. They're right. Lefty passer shooter. Perfect. Okay. Harvey, Chicago. It's a passer. He's a lefty. Lefty. Perron. Perron's a shooter and he's a righty. He's got a really good shot. Uh, fine. Fine's a righty. Didn't see too much of it this year. I'd say he's uh, probably more of a passer, yeah. So you know your stuff? I do. You can probably go up and down the whole USHL and I could name uh, okay. righty lefty. Now, how did you, when did you start studying it like that? I don't think it was ever a study as much as just not even a photo memory. Just you play against those guys, and you know, if you want to stop those guys, you're gonna figure out real quick if he's a ready or lefty. If you want to stop the puck, I mean, you can't you can't play your short side wrong if it's a ready on his one side or a lefty on the other side. So, yeah. I think if you don't know what hands they are, or if they're a shooter or a pass, you're not gonna be very successful. And that is so good. <laughs> that is so good. Like for, for a goaltender to be that aware of the fact yeah. that you know. Okay, this guy, I know he he's a passer, so he might he might pass to this guy, right? He's anticipating every move, and he knows which side every player shoots from. That that's insane, and he's not even studying these guys, right? He's not Impressive. staying up late watching watching tape. He just knows it. That's yeah. that's insane. It's funny uh, when I saw that clip because a few months ago, uh, somebody from Slovakia posted uh, an answer on Twitter to something I was saying, uh, and it was from Adam Guyan. He said that he told him that he'd been asked that question by uh, uh, a Hab scout, you know, left, right, and he thought it was weird that uh, they had been asking that. And uh, obviously it was it was true because that's exactly what they asked Fowler, you know, yeah. was uh, like – which guy? Which way does this guy shoot? Which way does that guy shoot? I don't think that's weird at all. I think that's a great question to ask a goalie, mm-hmm. and um, I thought it was uh, it was great that Fowler knew knew the answer to all of them. And as he said, he doesn't didn't necessarily study it. He just instinctively knows from playing against them. So that's uh, I, I have a, a good friend. Uh, uh, that the scouts in the U.S. that actually is a former goaltender himself, and he, he was saying that like Fowler is just uh, his intelligence is what stood out above all else, and uh, that that shines through in in any interview that we've seen. Yeah, that's true. And and another thing that you know really, I guess, stood out to me was his competitiveness. And his his will to win and prove doubters wrong, right? He talked about, you know, watching the entire OHL draft for like six hours and not being drafted and then finally being picked up by Youngstown. And, and, and you know, he said that Youngstown was lucky to have me because yeah. I was I was on a mission to pay to, to make the others pay, right? So that's going to be the same case in the NHL, right? He got passed on by every single team. And then finally got picked up by the Habs. So now he's going to give it to them. 
when when it comes yeah. time. I'm 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 really excited. I think Habs fans should be really excited about this guy. Uh, but it will take time, right? Goldie prospects don't develop quickly. Those are outliers, right? So give him some time. But you know that's that's a really good pick, and and oh. we see why now. Well, we also saw in uh, you know the the discussions that Vinny Riendo was having with the yep. Boston area scout, where you know all all he's done is win, win, win. Always the top save percentage, the top win win percentage, all the way through. Um, I think what it what uh, has has hurt him is he doesn't have a very he's a little chunky, and he doesn't have a very athletic build. Mm-hmm. And uh, that scares scared some teams away because you think, well, uh, but what if he gets in really good shape? You know, exactly. It reminds that's, me a lot a, of Tim Thomas. Yeah. A lot of Tim Thomas. I mean, good all Tim Thomas yeah. did was was stop pucks and win as well. You know, may not have been the most athletic. Certainly wasn't mm-hmm. the you know the most most athletic body. Uh, but uh, I mean, won the Bruins a cup, so you can't. Yeah, so let's you know, let's let's see how it works out. But uh, you know, since the draft, and the more you you get to know about this kid, the more intrigued you are about about him. And it's going to be fun seeing him uh, going up against uh, Hudson and and the boys there, at, uh, BC against BU. It just makes that that rivalry is going to be so fun to watch this year. Celebrini Definitely. too. Celebrini's playing, you know. So I mean, there's there's tons of reasons to watch those games, and I'm lucky enough to have NESN here, and a lot of those games are on, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tune into as many of those uh, BU BC games as possible. Yeah, definitely. I'll I'll be watching clips for sure. But you know, considering that, like, like going back to the the weight concern, right? The I, I think that's that's a factor that can easily be fixed. You know. It, get him under the right nutritionist, the right workout pro- program. You know, he, he's not in the, at the NHL level yet. Once he gets to that point, he physically matures. He's still 18 years old, right? So uh, I, I, to me, that's that's really not much of a concern. Um, moving on to uh, an aspect of the video that we found peculiar, to say the least. Um, the Habs had the like some psychologist, I forget his name, uh, in the interview room at the draft combine. And, and we saw a few clips of him. He was an interesting character. But one of the questions he asked to David Reinbacker, actually, we have the clip. Let's let's listen to that one. You know the bank machine where you get the money, you put your card in, you get the money? Yeah. Uh, you are waiting in line to go to the machine, okay? Yeah. And there is uh, two uh, little old ladies there in front of you. Yeah. But before the next woman can get there, the guy comes straight in, and right to the machine, just jumps in front of you folks, and goes to the machine. What would you do in that situation? I would say something to the guy. There's respect to every guy, or every human. Um, if there's a line, you gotta like respect the line and stay behind the line. Um, especially if they're like older women, they need a little bit longer. So you gotta respect that and help them. Yeah, okay, that's good. That okay. <laughs> I was scratching my head big time when I when I watched it the first time. Um, not at not at David Reinbacker's answer. I thought you know that's that's 
the correct answer at the question itself however because like i get the fact that you know they're bringing in a psychologist they want to see what the human is like right they know what the player is like they see him on the ice what kind of person is he and i'm not sure this question really gives you it paints a good picture of, of who david reinbacker would be right like if if you're being asked this question in a job interview you're obviously going to answer oh i'm going to say something i'm going to do something right I don't think the question is ambiguous enough to actually get an, a, a clear look at the thought process of this player, uh, how you know he would respond in certain situations. I don't know. I, I, I had a bit of a problem with this question, Grant. What, what did you think? Yeah, and especially as as you say, when uh, they only have a they have a set time limit with these guys. So why are you think, wasting yeah. it? Why are you wasting it asking? Uh, you know. I'd be curious to know which guy said, oh, I'd be fine with it, you know? That's it. <laughs> I'd let him go. <laughs> yeah. He, he he might be bigger than me, and I'd be scared, so I wouldn't say anything. Like, who, you know, who's going to say that? Or, who, like you say, the answer is obvious. So why bother with the question? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the psychologist is, <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, every every draft combine there's they ask about what was the weirdest question you got asked and invariably it's one that was asked by the canadian psychologist yep. like you know uh what kind of uh if you were a plant or an animal or what would you be that you know that you've heard that prospects talk about in the last three years i think that was a born of the of the montreal psychologist that that comes in and yeah. i mean he's got his it, I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not going to be overly critical of it. He he obviously has his reasons for why he asks these questions, but yeah, it uh, that one especially, I, I have to agree with you. It, it, there's an obvious answer to it, so I'm not sure why why it was asked. But uh, hey, That's like it. I say, I'm not a psychologist, so we'll uh, we'll leave that to the experts. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I heard, you know, we heard rumblings of like this, this question about having founding like a hundred dollar bill in the toilet and are you going to pick it up? Like that kind of stuff. I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it came from, from this guy too. And then uh, I heard something <laughs> about a, another question regarding like saving teammates on the beach of Normandy during D day. Uh, like, it's just come on, you know, <laughs> pushing yeah. the envelope a little too much. Uh, it's it's getting away from hockey. It's it's really uh, I don't know. Again, I'm not a psychologist either, so that's that's his job. If it works, it works. Trust the process. Uh, but it was certainly strange and, yeah. and a bit funny. Um, so yeah, if, if if you haven't seen this video yet, go on the Habs YouTube page. It's about 17 minutes long. Highly recommend it. It's a lot of good stuff in there. But moving on from that now, Grant, today there was a game played, right? The KHL is very much active right now. There's a lot of stuff going on. And a lot of eyes on SKA St. Petersburg, the team of Matvey Michkov and Ivan Demidov, who we've talked about at great lengths. Um, interesting thing is that Michkov hadn't played the first two games of the season. Now, he did play today. However, Demidov is the opposite. He played the first two, and he didn't play today. Uh, so w- what did you think about the game? What did you think about yeah. Mitchkov, all that? I'll, I'll let you get to it. Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, 4-3 for Torpedo. Uh, Galchenyuk had a 
golden opportunity with a second left and goalie made a save. It's funny, the it was 2-2 two, two and um, uh, SKA was a little lax defensively in their last two goals. And guess who was the main culprit for that? Chucky. <laughs> he, uh, I don't know. There, Rise, there's going to be ups and downs with him playing center, as we saw, you know, in his days of Montreal. If Claude, if Claude was uh, Julian was watching the game today, he had flashbacks to uh, uh, <laughs> having Chuck at center with the Canadians, but um, uh, up and down game for him. Uh, yeah, Michkov essentially replaced Demidov in the in the lineup um, and playing the wing uh, with Galchenyuk being brought in to play center uh, that pretty well, I think spells the end of Michkov's uh, the experiment with Michkov at center. Cause I think he's probably, I think fifth or sixth on the depth chart right now at center. Uh, Cause the other kid Kuznadinov, who was 37th overall from Minnesota a couple of years ago, he plays center too. He sat out the last game as well, but he was back in centering Michkov on the third line. Uh, I don't think that you'll see Michkov at center with SKA anymore. Um, and it's probably going to be him. And it, it seems like they like to sit out the young lads. So it's going to be him and uh, Demidov probably alternating sitting out type thing. Uh, based on what I saw today, I wouldn't be surprised if Michkov sits out again the next the next game and Demidov's back in. He looked a little tentative, uh, didn't have a lot of puck touches, was kind of standing still wondering what, you know, he's probably uh, scared to make a mistake right now, you know, mm-hmm. or he'd be back out of the lineup. Because I think he originally kind of got sat because he had a bad turnover in his own zone. So uh, you see that with a lot of young kids. They get afraid to make a mistake, and then they end up not playing, uh, you know, with confidence and, and, and playing the game that they they're normally play. So right now, I think he's a little confused and a little uh, uh, lacking confidence, and it, uh, it showed, and I wouldn't be surprised if he sits again the next game. Um, hmm. And we keep seeing that kind of throughout the year. I still think what could probably happen with him is that he gets loaned to a weaker team again and gets more ice time, but we'll we'll see. I don't know that they'd send him back to junior. Uh, I mean, that that might be the best thing for him, but uh, it, and I, I think maybe Demidov too, they might consider doing that as well based on... It's funny though, like Demidov was one of their best players in the, in the preseason. So I'm a little surprised they've been sitting them out, but that seems to be just the way Rottenberg uh, operates. He, uh, the kids are the ones that have to sit out and learn, learn in the stands. Uh, you got to be patient. So, uh, but Konyushkov, the Canadians defenseman played, um, he played first power play, first, uh, first pairing, uh, first penalty kill, very solid uh, another solid game he um very mobile very smart uh great at puck retrievals uses he's not a tall kid but he uh he's strong and he leverages himself well uh protects protects the puck well uh especially along the boards 
makes really smart first pass. Um, had a couple of uh, giveaways in the game, but I think everybody uh, SKA is pretty good, pretty heavy on the four check, and um, they were creating a lot of turnovers. But for the most part, I think he played twenty plus minutes again, and he was really solid. So that's encouraging for the Canadians. And yeah. what's also neat is that uh, they have another defenseman there that we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes that uh, uh, is draft eligible, who who plays on the right side as well. And yeah. uh, he looked great. So I, I'm going to be seeing a lot of Torpedo this year because uh, because this kid's on it and, and I want to keep an eye on Kanishka yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So speaking on Bogdan Kanishkov, um, he is – the Habs prospect of the week, right? Slim pickings because there's only <laughs> hockey in Russia yeah. right now. But uh, nonetheless, yeah. he does belong to the Habs. Fourth round pick, 110th overall in 2023. Uh, so overall, what can you say about this kid? Like what what could he project to, to be? Like, uh, you know, Habs fans don't really know this guy. I don't really know him all that well. So uh, what can you tell us some more about him? Yeah, well, I sort of covered it there uh, earlier, but uh, um, I just I think he's really solid. Um, plays big minutes. He played uh, first last four games. He played out on average more than twenty four minutes a game. Um, had one hundred and thirty three puck touches per game, and he. Uh, oh, here he is. Okay. Um, see the way he backs up with the puck just very mobile smooth uh, i love his backwards uh skating like he skates better backwards than i did forward you know when I played. <laughs> but uh, yeah like he's faster uh, look at him uh see the leverage he used that's a big guy yeah. he uh he uses he uses his leverage really really well but these are just a few clips from one game that uh, in the mm-hmm. preseason, and you see the the no non- nonsense uh, um, first pass. You know he gets the out there. He is at leveraging, using his leverage again. Uh, very mobile, very steady. Uh, Igor Larionov is a coach, and he just loves him. He plays him, like I say, twenty four minutes a game. Wow, hardly gets off the ice, and in every important situation, makes the smart poised first pass quite often this kid's uh not far away from being nhl ready i don't think because he's one of the better def- more solid defensemen in the khl already um that was a that was an interesting pick in the fourth round you know a kid that a, a little older who already proved himself uh, at the khl level likely didn't get to see him much uh the last two years for for several reasons, like obviously um, North American scouts couldn't get in to see games uh, with COVID two years ago, you weren't drafting that many uh, KHLers. And uh, then with them not being in any international events, there's a few sleepers like that that got picked, I think over the last two years. And, and he's one of them. So uh, for a fourth round pick uh, where they got him. Uh, I think that was a, a solid choice. Awesome. Well, that's encouraging if you're a Habs fan. Um, staying on the Nizhny Torpedo, I believe I, I pronounced that correctly, uh, the, the riser of the week, 
we'll see some footage here. Is Anton Sileyev. Talk to us about this guy. High praise for you. Ah, yeah. oh, he, uh, he's been uh, fantastic. It just like, I'd never even heard of him uh, for a week or two ago. Saw his name, decided to do a little scouting. Noticed that he played in the first uh, game for Torpedo. He's on the second pairing. He's, uh, he's a left-shooting defenseman, and they have him playing 19 minutes a game on his offside as a 17-year-old. <laughs> but, uh, fantastic mobility. They, they showed a stat today during the game that they, that they do for KHL games where uh, you um, the fastest players on the ice, and he was the third fastest. Now, I'm not sure exactly how. I guess it is like, during the game, the fast, the point where you skate the fastest, I guess is, I don't think it's average speed or whatever. Can't really do that. So he had the third fastest time as far as skater goes in speed wise in the game. That's a six foot seven, 17 year old defenseman uh, playing against men in the KHL against what's considered to be the top team. Yeah. And he was the third fastest uh mighty impressive he's um he, he he's got great mobility here's an assist he picked up an assist today uh first shift came in went right to the net almost scored got an assist then the next shift he makes a rush gets the puck in the slot and rings it off the goal post now that was the one concern i wonder about him because i love his defense defensive game from what i've seen so far was is there some offense and today it just like the confidence level of this kid he's kind of come from nowhere he had like eight points in junior last year now he's second pairing khl defenseman so the the improvement curve is just skyrocketing with this kid i've i've moved him into the top 10 in my rankings he's uh i think he's right now I don't see a defenseman with more upside than him. I mean, he's uh, he he is on an upward, you know, skyrocket. Um, I think he's uh, to be honest with you, I like as far as big defenseman goes with potential. Since Victor Hedman, uh, I don't know that I've seen another big defenseman with with the potential that I see in this guy. Uh, as far as defensive defenseman goes, uh, he covers, he covers a ton of ice out there and his stick, he's got like, he's got Chara like stick, like uh, his length. It's gotta be six, six, six and a half feet long, his stick. And, uh, there's one clip there where he pokes the puck away and he's about, you know, he's half the rink away and he just sticks his, (laughs) the pucks in front of the net and he just pokes it away, uh, uh, um, the, the length that he's got is amazing. Uh, really mobile, very smart. I love his first pass. Uh, he's got a bit of grit too. And that's at 17 years old playing in the KHL. So um, I noticed he's under contract till 2026 and that's fine. Cause uh, unlike some guys like Michkov, uh, this kid's going to be playing lots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, Igor Lorianov has a great reputation for developing young kids. And it's one of the reasons I think that the Canadians 
had no problem with taking Konyshkov because uh, Larionov's reputation is uh, stellar when it comes to developing young talent. So this kid is uh, easily the riser of the week for me. Um, he's jumped into my top 10. Uh, I've been working. I probably put 150 hours of video in the last couple of weeks watching prospects. And I've developed, uh, I have a top 80 list now, preliminary rankings. I don't, I've never done one before January, but seeing that we have this podcast going and, you know, I've been gung-ho about that. I want to start our next podcast. Uh, If we get in a special one before Wednesday, just kind of releasing my uh, draft rankings, if we can find time, uh, we'll do a special uh, uh, podcast on on my my preliminary draft rankings and look for us. the silly one there, Soleyev to be somewhere yeah. in the top ten, and maybe wow. the top ranked defenseman. I love him so. All right, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, <laughs> yes, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, potential special video coming your way. Um, moving on to faller of the week, who do you got? Well, as we've been discussing this faller thing, a little bit. Uh, uh, reticent to have mm-hmm. a fall you know call it a faller so yep. this week there was no faller instead uh i've got a mauler mauler of the mauler. week yeah and okay. it's another russian okay. kid uh and again that's you know they're the ones that are playing yeah. so been been getting to see a lot of them but this kid uh igor surin i don't think he's related to bruni uh <laughs> doubt it yeah. former canadian sprinter um yeah. here well, he is okay. uh, i just put a, together some clips of uh some of the hits uh he's number 70 in white now he's only 510 but he's got to be built like a brick you know what because yeah as you can see by these clips he uh <laughs> he has no <laughs> issue knocking knocking down uh bigger guys uh but he i mean he should play for torpedo because he is the human torpedo, this kid. Ah, but I okay. guess it's, okay. I guess he's with locomotive, so I mean that's at that's appropriate too, right? Mm-hmm. Human train, how about that? Because he's uh, yeah, choo-choo train coming down the tracks. Look at the back check on here. He's a captain of loco uh, Yaroslavl this year as a seventeen-year-old, uh, which is pretty impressive. But you can see yeah. just with. Why? Because he's full of character, this kid. He's uh, and he's skilled too. He's like uh, he can skate. Got really good puck skills. Uh, can shoot the puck. Gets lots of points. But this is what impresses me the most is just his. Uh, he loves to finish checks, and yeah. uh, I mean he finishes them. Like oh, man. he knocks everybody down every time he hits. That's it. This he's one you don't really see, but he you can tell the guy just went. Went into the boards heavy. Splat. But, uh, <laughs> like, it's funny when I saw, okay, well, this guy's fairly highly ranked on uh, uh, elite prospects. I'll have a look at him. 5'10", always probably soft. And then I started watching, and it's like, oh, no. Look at this one. Okay. That was, uh, <laughs> that was against uh, Kazakhstan U-17s, and I don't know if that kid still might not be up. 
Um, he's, uh, yeah, he, that kid is full of character. And I, I'm just, uh, I'm highly impressed by this kid's um, grit. And um, I think, uh, well, he reminds me a lot of Wendell Clark. Like he plays that style of game. Now, he's not as big as Clark. And I don't know if he, he can fight, but if he hits like that in the NHL, he'll have better to be learn. ready. Yeah, better be ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that that's intriguing. I mean, you gotta love a kid with that kind of spunk, and uh, he'll uh, he'll be a second round candidate, I think, if he can put up some numbers, just based on his competitiveness. It's off the charts. Yeah, that's it. You know, these these kinds of prospects are always interesting because teams are drafting to win the cup, right? And and these kinds of guys in the in the playoffs, you know, they wear and tear on the other team, and they make oh, it. They yeah. make that job so much more difficult. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's definitely a, a name to keep an eye on. Um, finishing off here with our prospect of the week. This one's a mouthful, but I'm gonna give it a try anyways. Michael Bransay Nygaard. Uh, try to fit that behind a jersey. Uh, let's let's have a look at this kid. Yeah, he's uh, he's complete. I love. Uh, he's Norwegian actually, and if uh, you probably pronounce it, uh, Mikael Bransig Nigard. I know, like it's Nylander, it's not Nylander. So yeah. like, the Y I think is pronounced like E. So Nigard, and I think that they're probably going to drop the Bransegg, uh just because it gets complicated. So, but here, here he is uh, on the back check, protecting the the empty net. Uh, really good defensively. He's he's got power forward potential. That touch pass there was fantastic. Mm. He just uh, really smart, very skilled um love his two-way game he's got good size um um i like his name too Nigard. like that's a hockey name you know it is it is i think that that translates to mikey uh shin pad you know niche <laughs> michael Nigard is yeah mikey shin pad but anyway he uh you, you just see the the puck skills the smarts um the competitiveness there he uh lifted this guy's stick on the back check. I love uh, kids that uh, that take, take care of their own end too and, and hit. Mm. Now this is uh, Al Svenskin. So it's another 17-year-old playing against men. And he has no no issues with mixing it up. But you see the skill here. Look at that. Whoop. As Chris Berman would say, whoop. whoop. Did the whoop there. <laughs> and uh, really good edge really good edges, really good skill. Um, scouts love players that are safe, like that are that check off all the boxes and you don't have to worry about any particular thing. And he's one of those kids where he's got it all. Look at that move. Um, mm. He's picked up points in all three Alts Benson's games so far in the past week. Again, just the dipsy doodle. Some guys, uh, you know, they got lots of dipsy and no doodle. He's got, <laughs> he's got dipsy and doodle, you know, and again, yeah. mixing it up. So um, if he 
if he can put up a point per game at the Alsvenskan level, that's that's fantastic for a young mm-hmm. prospect. Again, a beautiful lead pass there. Uh, love everything about this kid. He looks like a top 10, another guy that's moved into my top 10 that wasn't necessarily there because I hadn't really seen a lot of him. Now, he wasn't at Helenka because he's a late birthday, so a little off the radar in that sense. But And, and also playing Norway, you don't see him at all the big you know, the U18 events, because Norway's not in them t- typically. But I always find it impressive when there's a kid that, that grew up playing, you know, Norway or wherever, where the level of hockey's not not as high. And then they, they come into Sweden or wherever they play and uh, and excel. It just goes, I think it's an, an example of, of a kid that the sky's the limit. Like he you know, there could be a pile of improvement over the next few years. And if he just keeps getting better, wow. I love uh, top two line potential, and I think coaches are going to love him. Now, when you're scouting, you like to draft guys that you know that your coaches are going to love because he'll get opportunity. And that's all you ask for with with the kids you draft is that they get opportunity because – Otherwise, you, you just don't know. There, there's been a ton of skilled players over the over time that never got the opportunity, and uh, thus they never got the chance to show just how good they can be at the NHL level. And uh, so it's important to to get kids that you think that your coach is going to like. And that's a kid that I'm I'm positive when an NHL coach sees him at the first camp, he's going to say, "Oh, we drafted a good one." There you go. Exciting stuff from uh, Mr. Shinpad over here. Uh, that about that about wraps it up for us uh, today, Grant. Uh, ov- obviously, if you're watching, don't forget to go check out recruits.ca. Grant, is is your top eighty posted already? Well, for subscribers, yeah. If you click on uh, you click on draft rankings two thousand four, they've been up actually for a couple of days. I've been kind of keeping it under wraps, but yeah. Anybody that subscribes that has draft coverage, you click on uh, 2004 draft rankings and there's, I think, 81. And it's just going to keep increasing. Like as I, you know, the more I scout, the more guys that I identify that are that are draft worthy and I keep adding to the list. So it'll be next week, it'll be 90, probably, you know, it'll be 100 the week after and we'll see. I typically stop at 120, but this year, because I've got such a jump on things, I might rank 150 or so this year. So bonus. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Well, that's good stuff for uh, recruits members. So don't forget to subscribe to recruits.ca and subscribe to this channel because we'll be talking about prospects the entire year. Okay. We don't take any breaks here. Okay. It's sick podcast. This is a 365 day operation. We don't slack. So uh, with that being said, thank you for watching. Thank you for liking, commenting, subscribing, and we will see you very soon. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast recruits draft cast on YouTube, Facebook, Google play and Apple Podcasts.